Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. Jesus has come into the world, ushering in the final and full things of God's program. This program has to do with humanity's salvation and blessing. And God has been at work in human history for millennia. Almost 4,000 years ago, thereabouts, he called a man, Abraham, out of his world, revealed himself to him and gave him a precious promise, which has got implication for all humanity. When we read the book of Galatians, we get to see how central this promise to Abraham was for all of God's program. God promised that through Abraham, he would bring blessing to the entire world. He expresses it in two slightly different ways in two places. In Genesis, in chapter 12, Abraham would be the means through which all the families of the earth would be blessed. In Genesis 22, through the offspring of Abraham, God would bless all the nations of this earth. So God, in calling Abraham, had not only a plan to create the nation of Israel, with whom he did a lot of wonderful things, He became their God. They became his people. He gave them his revelation. He spoke about his great plans yet to be unfolded through the prophets he raised up within the nation of Israel. However, also as things turned out, when the true means and channel of blessing to all humanity came into the world as an Israelite, as a descendant of Abraham through the nation of Israel, the nation itself did not receive him. They rejected him. And salvation has gone out to all the nations through him to those who believe. The nation itself missed out on the blessing because they rejected the Messiah when they came. So the the blessing did not become national for them. To the individuals who receive Jesus as Savior, God has given eternal life. And that still goes on. Jew or Gentile, male or female, no matter what your station in life, Eternal life is offered to all through faith in Jesus, the Messiah, the one who fulfills the program of God, the one who has died for sinners and risen again and will come again to this earth, return as King of kings and Lord of lords. He will establish his kingdom, rule upon this earth. So Christ comes into the world as the fulfillment of the program of God. He's the focal point of God's program of history. He ushers in a new age of spiritual maturity as the status of the people of God. This is the major point that we see when we come into the Apostle Paul's letter to Galatians chapter 4. He speaks about a, a, a form of Godliness, religion, spirituality, which is focused on external regulations as being a state of immaturity. It is a minor status. It's a status of a minor. True maturity manifests in those who behave as sons with responsibility and privilege. Sonship is brought to us through faith. The abiding by external regulations of various rules and things such as observing special days, 
observing special rituals, all of this have to do with a state of spiritual immaturity, uh, the status of being a minor. And Paul illustrates this from the culture where the, uh, the owner of an estate, of a house, the pater familias, he would designate a set day when his minor child will come and do his privilege of being an heir. Until that day, he is under the guardianship and custody of someone who is a tutor or a guardian, a paedagogos in Greek, uh, whose status may have been that of a slave. And the heir is no better than a slave, one who is under, kept under custody, guard, until the day of his attaining to his major status. We have a similar picture when people uh, today go into the armed forces. You may be in officer training school, West Point. You are trained and drilled and have to obey the orders of someone who is beneath your rank when you will get your commission. On the day you get your commission, he salutes you. And so, with regard to the, the minor in the, the estate of a nobleman in the Greco-Roman world, he's under the custody of someone who is only a slave in status until the day he becomes the heir and all things belong to him. So, through Jesus Christ, we are brought into the privilege of being heirs. When we come to Galatians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. The Apostle Paul tells us of the reality of this as having to do with the gift of God's Spirit. In verse 6, Because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, saying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Faith in Jesus transports us from whatever state we were in, alienation to God, or if we had some form of religion in a state of spiritual infancy, a spiritual minor status, non-adult status, into the status of full privilege and relationship with God. Jesus brings us to God. He makes us children of God. We are given adoption as sons through Christ, through the gospel. And the evidence of this is the gift of God's own spirit. The Bible is very clear that when a person comes to faith in Christ, it is not just a mental change for you. It is not that you just in your mind, you choose one religion over the other. You were something else secular before, but now choose to believe in the tenets of Christianity. Or you were a, non, a follower of a non-Christian religion before, and now you are willing to say that Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus is the Son of God, all of the tenets of Christian orthodoxy. Being a Christian is not simply one of externally confessing loyalty, fidelity to a statement of beliefs only. It is a transformation of the person. It affects the mind as well as our true being. We are coming to God by faith, placing our trust in Him, accepting God for who He has revealed Himself to be, accepting Christ for whom God reveals Him to be, accepting God's statement and sentence about us, about the fact of our guilt and our sin, 
about our alienation, about our need for forgiveness. So we come to God, acknowledging our sin, our guilt, asking God for forgiveness, placing our trust in him. So belief is more than I intellectually, cognitively agree to these propositions as being true. It is placing ourselves at the mercy of God and placing our entire confidence in the power and the goodness of God for our well-being. And the message that comes to us now as the message of God, which we are to receive and trust, is that we are sinners who need forgiveness and Jesus Christ is God's means of receiving forgiveness and eternal life. That in Christ I am forgiven, received, made clean, made a child of God, given the hope of eternal fellowship with God. All of this comes to us. But not only is it given as a hope, it comes with present blessings. And the greatest of this present blessing is the gift of God's own spirit. God, in the person of his spirit, comes to live with us, in us. So this is central to the gospel. When a person puts their trust in Jesus Christ, God puts a mark on them that he or she belongs to him. Thus, the mark of belonging to the living God is the mark of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit himself, a person of the Godhead, comes, takes residence with, keeps company with everyone who truly belongs to God. And it comes with inner changes. The Apostle Paul elsewhere will say that if I have put my trust in Christ, I am freed from my bondage to sin. I now am able, through the indwelling spirit, to live a life that is pleasing to God and fulfill the righteous calling and requirements of God. I am able to do what is pleasing to God through the grace given to me and enablement through the Holy Spirit. Here he also says that the gift of the Spirit gives the feeling, inclination to everyone who is a child of God to cry out to God as Father. The prayer that the Lord Jesus taught his disciples, in fact, addresses God this way, our Father in heaven. God now all of a sudden is not someone who is only the judge of the living and the dead, not only the judge of all, all of the universe. He is also one who cares for us whose children we are through faith, who has become our Father. The Spirit of God who comes into the life of a believer gives that believer the inclination, the, the disposition, the, the change of heart, the turning to God that makes him or her cry out to God saying, Father. Abba, Father is simply Aramaic, Father, which means the same, sometimes understood as sort of an intimate expression, but it is the normal expression of addressing Father. God is willing to become my Father simply on condition of my turning to Him and acknowledging His truth and receiving Christ as Savior. So the Spirit crying out from within me for me to God as Father tells me that my status has changed. I'm not a slave or servant in relation to God, but I'm a son. I'm not looking at God merely 
as Lord of the Universe, Master of Destiny, in whose hands are all things and all life. I'm also looking at him as one who has loved me and loves me and cares for me and sustains me and gives me all that I need. He is my father who cares for me. So being a son brings us into the privilege of being heirs. The marvelous truth in the gospel is that Jesus brings all who come to God through him, all that he presents to God as his own, into the equal privilege of being heirs of God. We are heirs through Christ. Everything that God intends to give humanity, that he will give to his only begotten son, his well-beloved son, Jesus the Messiah, is also granted to all those who are in him. We become heirs through him. Everything that is given to the seed of Abraham will also thereby become the portion of those who are attached to him. So because we are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, saying, Abba, Father, we are no longer slaves, but a son. And if we are sons, then we are heirs. This is the marvelous message of the gospel. It is not about religion, about keeping rules somehow in the hope of pleasing God, but coming to God through the one who has already pleased him and has performed the work of atonement in our behalf as our substitute. Jesus is the one who makes us perfect. To be in Jesus is to be in the position of the one who has come into the inheritance of God solely by God's grace, but clearly being lifted from being one who is trying to please God and is under regulations in the status of a spiritual minor to one who has been given the Spirit of God and is enabled to walk as a son. May this be your experience. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.